Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and today it's the WNR 377. It's NXT TakeOver 36, and I'm not alone. I have the pleasure to be joined by... How you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm honoured to be ready to uh, get into this TakeOver. Uh, I mean, it was so fun. Do I want to say this first. It was so fun to do the SummerSlam party with you guys and... and uh, you know, and just get a chance to talk about wrestling as a whole. But man, doesn't it feel good to get back in the wheelhouse and, you know, narrow it down? <laughs> I think without a doubt, a lot we said um, before we start taking time on the live show to look at NXT UK. Uh, so we're going to have a look at that. But we, like I said, the live show, first and foremost, like Monty, thank you. And thank you for Jackson and, of course, Ultimate Ones for taking part and making it the yeah. biggest podcast in WNR podcast uh, over oh, 50,000 listen interactions simply incredible you know we couldn't do it without you guys but we'd just like to thank everybody everybody that listens to the WNR podcast man I'm so grateful for everyone out there man I, I can't believe it you know it felt special though I will say that like while we were in the midst of it it felt fun it felt special it just felt right so it's so nice to get the you know to see the reaction and see how much attention it got you know it just oh man it was very fun and I, I'm, I'm thankful to everyone who listened and i'm just thankful to be a part of it without a shadow of a doubt what a, what a great show that was for anybody to go back and listen to that but of course today we've got a lot to cover and one of the things we did yes. mention on the live show actually was the uh the charity that um john and raised money for little princess trust and i'm saying if we can raise the goal was 200 pounds then i would get my hair cut and i gave everybody two months which would be fair enough to say at this moment in time you guys you've raised half the money already which means i'm in, I'm in serious trouble that's what that means <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye to the locks they're <laughs> You see, it's coming. You know, I'm warning you. <laughs> well, I, I have said, and this is something, well, we we'll raise more. And if we raise maybe right. 50 quid more, then I'll do the beard as well. You know, I'm, I'm in for Oh, it. my like, goodness. Yeah. Like I said, if <laughs> You're make, all in. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in, mate. If we make the money, make the money, I'm there. And I cannot believe it. And like I said, the live show was fantastic. Uh, and who would have thought that now? But right, let's get down to business. August 19th, NXT UK. And we're back at the BT Sports Studios on a day that NXT UK announced their sponsorship of Enfin Town FC, a team that plays six divisions below the English Premier League, but about a mile away from the UK. Before. Did uh, explain the pairing, and we are one step close to San Grad Yogurts. You yogurt! And you can buy your yogurts <laughs> at Sainsbury's, hopefully enough. Uh, Andy Shepherd and Nigel McGuinness from Commentary. And uh, here we go. NXT UK Women's Championship. Futuristic Stevie Turner versus Miko Satamora. Uh, Stevie called a shot. She can cause a mother of all upsets here. In a word, no. But Turner's uncanny approach <laughs> hit a leg drop for a near fall. Satamora executed a rope liner. A Turner fights free as Turner is lying face down on the mat. The champion traps her with an STF. Stuck in the centre of the ring, Turner has no choice but to tap. And the final, the hard-earned goal. I thought this was a really strong match. Did you have a chance to catch up with NXT UK? Did you see Miko Satamora? Yes, I definitely got a chance to, to watch the final boss defend her uh, her throne, defend her championship. It was uh, it was de- definitely, like you said, a really good match. Strong all around from both ladies. 
I want I I literally wrote this down because I was wondering. I wonder, like, what did you come away after watching it, watching her perform? Did you do you did your opinion of Stevie Turner at least like you know change at all? Not not far as like wise because I understand. I still I'm I'm really still trying to figure out what's so futuristic about the character myself. But <laughs> the match itself, how did did, that, did it improve your your overall thought process about Stevie Turner? Well, I think this is the. The, the best Turner has looked, I think, would be fair to say right. in this matchup. But I don't know how much that's down to her and the Miko Samoa, because this is the reason why she's here. Right. You know, she's going to be in the ring with lots of young women and bring the best out of them. And I think we saw this in this matchup. And long may she reign. I thought it was, again, really strong match. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I, like you said, as much, even though Stevie did look good, I do think that she was in the ring with someone, a ring general, someone who, that's, like you said, that's the goal of that match to make, you know, just the goal of her reign, I, I believe, as the final, is to put people over, make them look better. And I did come away look a little bit differently, even though I didn't know much about her in the beginning. Uh, she had some great moments that I, that I really enjoyed. That, you know, the count, Sotomar's backflip kick counter. And then you know the Death Valley driver, Death Valley driver into a crossface. I love this, and she, like I said, I love everything about Miko Sadamori. I can't say enough about him. This is really, really good. And like I said, this show, which we'll get into in a second, uh, overall also helped me see that just the entire women's division in NXT UK, man, they really are rounding it. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, it is a stacked division. Well, backstage, Trent and Tyler are hopping on the spot and playing. Pat a cape as then we jump to Oliver Carter talking about superimposed help. Uh, Kenny Williams has a retort saying the Heritage Cup is about glorifying the past. They'll meet in the first round of the contenders tournament. And then we get a vignette for Rampage Brown, Joe Coffey, and the rubber match is next week, and this will be submission or KO only. And then up next, Saxon, Saxon Huxley, even, or Saxon Hicksley versus Eddie Dennis. This was set up a few weeks ago uh, where Saxon interrupted an interview with Eddie Dennis. It looks like Dennis tried to nick it with a roll up, and from left, reverse DDT counter by Huxley who hits the crossbody in the ropes for going up top and lands a flying clothesline too. A fireman's carry slam is next and Saxon Huxley gets his first win since November and he interrupts the replays because T-Bone and Primate run out to attack Huxley. This leading to an assisted seven bridge by Eddie as Huxley was left laying. I guess today was not Eddie's day. Uh, what do you think of this? Because I'm sick of you know, the kind of crazy caveman character. I don't yeah. know about you, but I just thought this was great. And I think Eddie was to bulk up his upper body. He could become a... <laughs> I agree 100% because, like I said, that's the one thing. And I'm not a look guy. Like, I know some people who are really about look. So, like, if you look a certain way or if you don't, if you look, if you don't look a certain way, that's a bad thing. If you look a certain way, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. I don't really pay that close attention to it all the time. Because if you can go, honestly, I, I like I, it's, it's going to be hard for you to mess it up for me unless you just, you know what I mean, don't look like you belong at all. But I must say that like when you point that out about Dennis's upper body, it, it just never ceases to not get my attention when I look at him. But in the ring, like you said, he's really, really good. Symbiosis all together seem like they uh, uh work well together. I, I want to see what more they have coming, uh, you know, what more can they do. Uh, as a group, what what is next for them as a unit as we as we continue on? I don't know if this 
Huxley versus Dennis thing is going to continue. It seems like maybe when you you know when you get attacked like that, maybe that that is when you leave the segment the way it uh, way it was lost. But the match itself, I thought it was nothing that I wouldn't expect. It was quick, way quicker than I probably expected. But it wasn't anything too special. But I thought uh, the segment accomplished the goal of establishing maybe a symbiosis and Huxley. But Huxley is a raging lunatic, so. Uh, I will say that he gives me very animalistic vibes, like you pointed out earlier. Ironic than his primate. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty dead. They are doing Hindu squats backstage, as you do, and in a Ginny promo, she's rattled going into a match with Eva Valkyrie, with the added stipulation there's been no D and Joseph Connor's been locked in a cage at ringside. Uh, Ginny calls Eva a girl and that's that i liked Eva's anger in this we've spoken about for she sank about her i agreed you know it's, and like i said she has star and look you know it's something like you said she is a uh, perfect and i agree the intensity here was what i would what, what, what i liked the most from this back and forth and honestly like i said i think i mentioned this when they had their last match i really enjoyed that match so the fact that connor's won't be involved at all in the next one. Connors was pretty much the only minus I had in the first match. So I think this will be great. Yeah, I think we're out of doubt. Up next, Isla Dawn versus Danny Luna. Last time out, Isla went into a trance. Will the same happen here? Well, Dawn goes up top, but gets caught. She pushes down Danny, a chunk of her hair out of Luna's head. <laughs> Isla's ecstatic over that, but loses sight of the match as the fireman's carry set out slam, ends it, and I guess now getting kind of trinkets from her opponents. Yeah. Um, what yeah. What did you think of this? This wasn't bad. No, it was not bad. I, I Like, again, Isla Dawn has been doing a great job, in my opinion, with this character of, at least like catching my attention because like her mannerism and what she's doing is just so unique. You're just trying to figure it out. And now that it's starting to piece it together, it seemed like very witch like, you know, uh and then I don't know, I don't know if Danny Luna, you know, noticed it, but I feel like she should have been she should be a little bit more worried with someone like that, <laughs> <carrying> a, <laughs> keeping a patch of the hair. You know, I, if I know anything about <laughs> witchcraft or whatever it is, whatever you want to look at voodoo, if you want to be Louisiana about it, <laughs> uh, if I know anything about it, letting someone with your hair is not what you want to do if they're on the creepy type of vibe, the Isle of Dunn character. So I will say that it was interesting. Uh, but I'm not sure uh, exactly what's going on quite yet. But, yeah, I think we're just at the beginning of what's uh, what's to come for these two. Yeah, and you think with Danny Luna, she's like, she's, she's ringside and Noam Dahl's hitting her on her throughout the whole kind yeah. of match. And she's thinking, well, next week it won't be that creepy. And then she gets her hair. <laughs> what the fuck's going to happen next week? Um, <laughs> there was a little bit of mucking around for the finish, but they both got, I suppose. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, at Takeover 36, it's Volta versus the Ear Dragon off two, and we get to talk about that. And like I said, next week, Joe Cox Brown plus Ginny versus Eva Valkyrie in the cage match. Rolls right off the tongue. Of course, Monty will be back with us next month for more NXT UK as well. And now the main event, NXT UK Tag Team Championship, Mustache Mountain, calls Trent Seven and Tyler Bay versus Pretty Deadly, Sam Stoker and Lewis Howley. And then commentary getting shouty, so we know we're in the home stretch as uh, Tyler Lowbridge Howley to the outside 
causing another crash and burn. As Trent fought back, then tagged Tyler back in for a rebound. Larry assisted Dragon Suplex. That got a fall. Another Tyler driver counted with a back body drop while Bates knee given out on the landing. As a giant swing from Stoker leads to a half crab. Lewis Howey throws in a towel, pretending it was Trent who did it. And Trent protests the ref. Howdy runs in with a belt shot to bait before the spilt milk heart attack netbreaker gets the win. Uh, I will say, if I ask you what you thought about the match, pretty deadly have mustaches for entrance for the entrance and up until about halfway through. But there's no way up the mountain with fake. <laughs> it's a nice touch, man. About pretty deadly. I'm pretty, you know, trying to get their mark on. I really love both teams, man. So. I really just didn't know. Coming into this match, I was just like, this is going to be fun, and I don't really care who wins. And uh, and I, like I said, the match, this match was exactly what I thought it would be. It was pretty good. It had a, a lot of the, the drama that you would expect when you're involved in it. I will say that the ending was you know, kind of convoluted, but at the same time, it, I expected a, a finish like that from Pretty Deadly. Uh, and it was, you know, again, they, they've been doing a great job of outsmarting, going against for a while now. Uh, I honestly just want to know, like, is do 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 you think with the shenanigans this set up something else with Mustache Mountain down the line, or you know, uh, will this feud continue here? Because I don't really know if there's any. I mean, who else can Pretty Deadly beat at this? Uh, so uh, I don't know if this is going to continue. But man, this was a very very good match. It was definitely worth the watch. If you don't watch NXT UK on the regular, seek out this main event and maybe the very first match that you, uh, both title matches, in my opinion are definitely worth your your time. Yeah, without a doubt. Like I said, a cracking NXT UK. And it's an interesting point because obviously the Heritage Cup with Tyler Bate as well. And now the focus on tag team. I mean, you could argue that the tag team division probably the weakest aspect at the moment of yeah. NXT UK. Uh, and it's even with like the teams, you talk about like symbiosis, the kind of heels, Gallus, we're not really sure what's going on with them yeah. as well. And you can't turn pretty deadly face. It's not going to work. No, 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 no. <laughs> but um, I will say, yes, boy, what a match. And the bumps, Halley and Bate, both made to the outside, were incredible as well. <laughs> but even Pete Dunn tweeted about Bate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and side plate check as well. There's a couple of things pretty deadly do. That I look at them and go, you know, your main roster yeah. with, with a couple of, you know, tweaks here and there and a new shit mask. Um, anyway, we move <laughs> on to news. <laughs> and WWE President Nick Khan says a complete revamp, yeah. a complete revamp of NXT led by Triple H, who is really one of the architects of the original. One of them. In terms of one NXT of. revamp. <laughs> The next couple of weeks, going to have a whole new look. It's going to have a whole new feel. He discussed the change of philosophy when it comes to recruiting talent for the brand. He says, what we believe, because a lot of the indie wrestlers, if you will, have come through our system. And I know we're SmackDown and Raw now. We just don't want to keep doing that. We want to look elsewhere for great young talent. And that's the thing. The problem dependent not trained right, oh, yeah. so that's why they have to get elsewhere. <laughs> I mean, what are your thoughts this statement? <laughs> oh my goodness. It was I, I was alarmed first read this the details. Like I it makes so it makes sense though. It made a lot of what we've been seeing over the last year make sense when it comes to who they've been letting go. Uh reason why it just makes no sense to us 
Uh, but it makes a lot of sense. And I think, honestly, I don't know how much, like, especially, I don't know exactly. We don't know right now as of recording this. We have no clue what Adam Cole is uh, going to do, even though it's looking, you know, kind of like he, what's going on. But I think decisions or situations like the Adam Cole situation, knowing his popularity on the independent scene and then seeing that he is not, even though I think he's fault, they should have been trying to give him whatever he wanted from the beginning. He should have never even got to this point. But the point I'm saying is, is that, they believe that since he have an independent background, he's more like they're more likely to leave him instead of like homegrown WWE made superstars. At least that's what I at least that's what this comment says to me. And I just you know I understand maybe wanting to create your own, but at the same time, it's been so much talent that you guys that that didn't need much work to didn't need you to create them or build them up much, and you guys have done everything you can to ruin that. For and it's like it just oh my goodness, it just breathes out of touch. Nick Khan, Nick Khan sounded so out of touch, especially with what just happened on Friday night and how much momentum that everyone is talking about that AEW. The fact that every other promotion that these all this talent that you just claim that you don't want anymore because you know, you, apparently, I guess you don't like the fact that they come there established or whatever. All of these talent are literally in a system right now, independence where they are working together. Pretty much, or at least it's coming. It's starting to look like we'll have doors on every other promotion except WWE. Almost, at right. least that's what it's starting to feel like. It is, and um, I just don't understand why would you say this and make this type of decision right now. Well, what's crazy is for some reason after the CM Punk, because if anybody doesn't know, CM Punk debuted in AEW. Yes, right. anybody that doesn't know. That, right. But the thing is, I and obviously I don't shout out other podcasts, but I went back and it's to CM Punk with Colt Cabana and it's really interesting just hearing not his like experience but just about a talent and how frustrating it how many times we've actually heard that now and him saying oh it's you know seen a Triple H Undertaker rock level and then nothing kind of underneath and it's just so interesting that that was that podcast was what six years ago and look how much they dropped the ball with talent. And now they're saying, <laughs> oh, it's actually how we get the talent in as opposed to what we do whilst they're here. Because Oscar got over on the main roster to spite them, you know? Like, that was Right, exactly. Happen. They cut their legs out. Same with Nakamura. The only one they didn't right. maybe didn't do it with McIntyre. But then again, it, if they'd have done that, I would have burnt the place to the ground. So <laughs> you know what I'm and, and we can't forget they had already even though he was a different person at the beginning, they had already failed to see what he had to offer originally. <laughs> so you can't we can't forget that. He was a young like I remember those days. Even at the in the very beginning, Drew McIntyre looked like he had the potential to be everything they wanted. And I know he's in a different place and he looks different. He's taking care of himself in a lot lot of different ways. And, you know, in hindsight, you can look at it. But honestly, you know, they just fixed the mistake they had already made. When, uh, another, another thing, they may pat themselves on the back for guys like AJ Styles. But, you know, just like I know, anybody, any, AJ Styles can make it anywhere in the world doing almost anything because he is AJ Styles. Like, I don't I, – it would have been hard. Like, if they would have messed that up, man, do you – like, I don't see how you messed that up if you see what I'm saying. Like, it was a lob. It was an easy one. And like you said, they found ways to ruin others like Shinsuke and even the Bobby Roos of the world. Just so many people you could think of that that was established or, you know, big name talent somewhere else. And they brought them in. And like we said, everything about them was stripped away. All everything, everything you loved about them, everything created. Like we mentioned, even Cross, like you mentioned in Impact, 
and just how he how he looked. I li- to not and no spoiler alert when we get to it. I, I know we're gonna talk about it, but at the end of Takeover, we have people already. Ch- we got people chanting Hardy at him yeah. just based off the one situation. Just look how long he's been on the main roster. What three, four weeks maybe? <laughs> and I already like changing the way people think of him, even though I, you know. I don't know exactly what why people hate Cross as much as they do, but I'm just saying you can already see how they've denigrated talent immediately, and you know you hope the best for guys like Priest. You hope like you understand like what it is, and then when you hear them talk about it, how can you if you if you came up through the independence when you hear the president say something like that, what like how can you not be sort of offended or at least offended that I you know what I mean you did you worked your you worked your ass off for I don't know how long just to get looked at to get noticed and then you get there and they take everything that you worked and they change it and then it's your fault (laughs) or it's like where you chose to come in how you chose to break yourself into the business is fault it's their fault for why you didn't work out for them i i don't get it's just at the end of the day they're doing whatever they can to not take responsibility for just how much failed talent they've had come and go just in the last five years yeah Uh, and i think that is that the point that like I said, and that's an excellent lead there. All right, so let's go do something that's going to cheer us up a little bit. Maybe the last great takeover event ever. August 22nd, we start with kickoff and Sam Roberts, uh, Mitchell even, are on the pre-show, the host, run through the match. You get hype package for uh, Adam Cole versus Carly Riley. And entering, entering as well, a promo with Gonzalez Akai, a video with Volta versus Ia Dragunov, with Rob Armstrong on BT Sports and Join the host to give his additional thoughts on the IA match. Someone I know that could have done that as well. Uh, hype video air for LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes. And then Vic Joseph, Wade Barrett and Beth Phoenix checked in from the comments table to introduce a pre-show match. Uh, it's Trey Baxter versus Ridge <laughs> Holland. Um, my pick in a breakout tournament, Trey Baxter. Oh, <laughs> shit. Well... Baxter trying to knock Ridge off his, but he was unsuccessful. The former rugby player caught Baxter running and slammed into the mat with a spin-out fireman's carry slam for the win. Afterwards, he called out Timothy Thatcher, promised to do the same to him on Tuesday. Um, we didn't have this match in prediction. Uh, prediction. Didn't, I think, last what, something like that. What were your thoughts yeah. on Ridge? <laughs> uh, Ridge looked good. I think this is what he needed. Uh, or at least uh, what I believe NXT believe he needs to get him, uh, you know, get it, get the engine going. If you see what I'm saying, uh, when it comes to whatever they have planned for him going forward. Uh, so the match, like you said, it was not long whatsoever. It wasn't meant to be. It was just to establish that this is what Ridge Island is capable of. And him calling out does have me sort of excited. I think they will have a a really good match. Part, you know, part of me. Until I real, until I remember just how serious his injury was. Part of me really wanted to see him fight Thatcher tonight, that night. You know what I mean? But it, either way it goes, I think this is what the goal the goal of their of that segment was accomplished, and that was just reestablishing this is Ridge Holland. This is what he can do, and going forward, he will be going after the dangerous bastard. But the thing is, though, is like why do takeover hate kickoffs? It's almost like they're made to do it. <laughs> Because the half hour, yeah. nothing happens. And even the matches are never in. It's always, like, like you said, like 
jobber versus big man. It's not like, you know, <laughs> right. the breakout tournament final, which actually... It would have been a nice touch for the pre-show too. But yeah, I agree. And I think maybe, and you know, I don't know for sure. Just just guessing. But honestly, with all of the things you hear about go, uh, going on with internal conflict and NXT and all of that, wouldn't you, like, would you even be surprised if Vince was telling them, no, we need a pre-show for what, for any special that we're doing on the network, we're doing a pre-show. And Triple H, okay, I give you a pre-show. You may not, you know, it may not be what you're used to, but I give you a pre-show. Oh, you want a pre-show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want a pre-show, pal? I'll give you a fucking pre-show. Um, so, usually I ask what match are we most looking forward to, but I think we went into depth on the yeah. live show. So, what about excitement level <laughs> for event? Where are you? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to be honest with you, and, and you'll see it reflected probably in my story. I was very, very pumped for this. As a matter of uh this is one of the things. Let's see. Let me count. I think it's five. Okay, five total, uh, not counting Ridge's uh, massacre. Five total matches uh, for NXT. So, do you understand? Not, not only was I so excited, but every time I see cars like this, it just makes me think to like, why don't? Not necessarily why don't, but why do sometimes WWE, like especially for example, SummerSlam is a great example. Throw matches that that didn't need to happen, like Drew McIntyre and Gender overall. The, I get the story was there, but two minutes, you do all of that story, wasting all of my time on Mondays just for a two-minute match, if you see what I'm saying. There is not a week or any type of match on an NXT TakeOver card, probably ever, where I'd be like, you know what? This is like this match right here is going to suck, and I know it. Or this match right here, I could care less what happens. They continue to do that. and uh, That's one thing about NXT TakeOver. The legacy of these cards, including this one, I don't know. I can't think of a takeover card I wasn't excited to see. And this is a great thing about doing build-up for it as well because talk as much as you want. The amount of times I've been cut down by building up like a WWE card. But with TakeOver, you can say (laughs) it's going to be phenomenal. And it always normally is. Um, Right, bit of negative before we go into the positive. I hate the TakeOver logo. I just, I fucking hate it. It's like someone's created it. It's the, the the five doesn't look like a six, and it's so bad that the set actually had a big three six just to make sure that you knew what was going on. Um, <laughs> we had the opening promo as well, and it's kind of standard stuff. This felt like they just churned this one out, even like Takeover thirty six. This should have felt like a bigger deal with the card that they had. This should have yeah. been monumental. I agree. Uh, the- it, across the board in WWE, the production value when we come to six, like even SummerSlam, I was surprised that like it looked, it ended up looking okay because of where they were at, like the stadium, how big it was, or whatever. But the set itself was like, okay, this is toned down based on what I'm used to. And you know, the CWC, they've been doing the best they can in the CWC throughout all of these takeovers. But I agree, this set, this the the branding of it, everything was a little bit. It, it was just it, like you said, it didn't. This didn't feel, as a matter of fact, I don't know if this felt as big as, like, maybe the Great American Bash a few weeks ago. Like, they seemed like they hyped that up, set that up better. Or, like, the Halloween show last uh, that happened uh, uh, where Grimes and, uh, you know, Grimes and uh, Loomis went at it. So, like, yeah, uh, it's, it's really weird when you think about it. Like you said, one of the best, probably one of the strongest cards that you could put together, especially with the way television has been going in the last month or two. And 
like you said, not the hype did, didn't really match it if you go off the package or the set. Well, one of the things I'm quite happy about, usually they say with TakeOver the day before, they go, well, you know, they've stolen the show already. So we've had that pay-per-view already. TakeOver right. has never happened the night after. They uh, match the bar that was set at SummerSlam. <laughs> 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 We're laughing at it. I've got to review the fucking thing tomorrow. Anyway... <laughs> First match, million dollar championship, L.A. Knight versus Cameron Grimes. And Grimes threw away his butler attire before the show. Ted Payne had been out, showing off a new attire. The shiny little short reference <laughs> on the man. I can't believe I popped for shiny. You know? <laughs> I, 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 the gear, I agree. I popped for the gear reveal also. It, it worked perfectly. Uh, I loved it. The, the homage and just like, his style because you know Grimes just has a hilarious style to me so I I, I love the the gear I agree <laughs> well the technical savage came out on fire he struck hot even used the Ted DiBiase to give him a moment to blast the WWE million dollar champion with a <laughs> drop kick uh, I mean to tell you something the assisted uh, drop kick yes it hurt LA Knight but I tell you what, that landed on the stairs looked a bit gnarly as well from Grimes, and he shrugged it off, didn't he? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, probably adrenaline, because, you know, I know, like you said, that's a sharp corner and all of that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that hurt worse than he let on. <laughs> well, well <laughs> this is, that's what I'm saying. Well, Knight answered back again and again for the first time in this rivalry. He looked like the underdog. He had to fight the power and speed of Grimes at every turn. Knight finally gained a serious face first bottom rope. He landed a diving face buster into the gravy. Knight ran into a standard Spanish fly. The WWE Million Dollar Champion again responded with a superplex that nearly got free. Grimes locked in a Million Dollar Dream, holding on for several minutes before crashing into the steel post. DiBiase used the Million Dollar Championship to distract the referee, hitting Knight and choking him out with a Million Dollar Dream. <laughs> this set up Grimes to hit the cave-in to win. Yes, your Million Dollar Champion... Cameron Grimes. Wow. What did you think? Man, what? Part of me was like about that. <laughs> but anyway, they did a really good job with this match. Grimes is so over, man. Like, man, that's really what I took away from not only his entrance, but like the match. That's just how you know the, the, the fans, not only us at home, but the people there in the CWC were really invested in the story that these guys were telling. Uh, out of the room, it's a hell of a match by both guys. Uh, the the conclusion genuinely put a smile on my face. You know, Ted's payback, he needed those spots for his payback was perfectly placed, you know, and I just want to give everybody involved with the entire angle, you know, from from the beginning all the way to this point here, their credit, you know, it was just well done across the board. Uh, and the CWC was, you know, was, was really into it, and they were right towards the end because this is one of those few times in wrestling. Not saying I don't agree with it sometimes. Sometimes I do. But this is one of the few times in wrestling where I actually understood and Grimes did deserve that million-dollar title. I gave it four and a half stars. Uh, it was it was perfect. Real, it was close to perfect, honestly. It was a really good header. I would say that. I just didn't want to be too, you know, uh, too generous with my five stars. I wanted to see... Because I knew, because if I gave that five, then it would be like, I knew stuff was coming later where I was like, if I give this five, I'm going to have to give everything five. You're, you're going to so, melt the rate know. in the NXT UK title match. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I will make up my own rate, star rating for the for that belt, for that match. Exactly. So I gave this four and a half, but this was really, really top-notch stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, we've loved this feud and NXT update, the, the reasons, uh, obviously, but uh, also because of this feud <laughs> that we've seen, the match delivered, chemistry in and out. The chemistry between the two is, is brilliant. It, again, the heel and face dynamic worked. And this has been the perfect feud because the thing is, with a feud, are both men in a better position when it... And yes. That, uh, exactly. And that's how you know. You know, arguably, Grimes is the number one face in NXT. That you could ask that. <laughs> yeah, like you know. Yeah, it, it, seriously. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, and it's like, who? Him and Joe at this point, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and we know Joe is rarely ever full of babyface, so that's <laughs> all it takes is a uh, Kakita Clutch. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, exactly. And the next thing you know, he's in Cross's position. That's another beautiful thing about that story. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, the thing is, though, like you said, uh, for the match, you give it four and a half. We're going to give it four and a half. I mean, for the payoff, <laughs> even Ted getting his payback. Uh, <laughs> and on update, I questioned, you know, wondering what Ted was like. But he was excellent tonight, I will say that. But I still think the whole story was rushed. Rags to riches too quick. I mean, we could have done this for another three or four months. Oh, but, you I know, agree. But that, that's, I suppose, that's a bit of a shame. But fantastic way to start the show. Uh, Prediction-wise, it's going to be a draw, all right? It's going to be a draw. <laughs> but at the moment, we both went right. Polls, Grimes got 70 of, of the vote. Up next, the NXT women's Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. Were you surprised this came up so early on the take Yes, I was. I immediately, when I saw them both, uh, on you know their their photos, getting, meaning they were sitting the table for what for the video package. Uh, I was definitely shocked. I didn't think it would be next, but honestly, now that I look back at the card, I don't think uh, you want Volta or Dragonoff up that early. And I knew uh, three. I knew a three two two out of three falls match probably wouldn't be that early either. So I guess it had to be placed there. So it makes sense now that I look at the entire card. But yeah, it definitely pretty early to me. Yeah, I mean, it it will, must feel hard done by, you know, because the match still means something. But like I said, you couldn't have it following the NXT UK title match. And of course, you've got the end of Cole and O'Reilly as well. But we get into yeah. the action and we see Dakota slapping Gonzalez to start, which, again, good tactics if that's what you want to go for. <laughs> uh, she tried to go for the kick early and then he got head taken off with a lariat. She had to duck and weave the offense of Gonzalez at every turn, suffering any time she could buy her, sending them to the ropes. Kai set her up for the KO kick, but Gonzalez was to the outside. By the time the captain of team kick got her back in the ring, she can only cover for two. I know the commentators showed her well, but I think Kai, the they should have made more of the frustration of if she'd have fell in the ring, you know, and the way she was trying to claw, trying to get her back. And it happened a couple yeah. of times as well, and I think they could have done that. Again, an excellent job there doing it. Uh, Kai continued the onslaught with a double knee face breaker in the ropes, but the champion hit a second while the challenger could capitalize, threw around Kai and hit a Vader bomb, but injure anybody. Uh, Kai <laughs> barely counted a one arm power bomb. Down to a standard, Gonzalez threw Kai hard on the top rope, sending the outside, but the champion was able to capitalise. The captain of the team kick hit, super kicked to a rolling back break of a two. The two women fought to the top where Kai tripped her and set up for the Kai kick. However, Gonzalez caught her and then hit a second rope single arm power bomb to win. And then afterwards, Kaylee Ray arrived to stare <laughs> down the NXT Women's Champion, corner shot. 
title opportunity. Uh, talk about the match. I guess Kai's getting called up then. What do you think? <laughs> I agree. Last part there about her, her future uh, definitely meet her, her future, right? Because uh, honestly, but I will say this the match, I enjoyed what the ladies were doing. They obviously either work through this, talk through this a lot because they just had a lot of spots, in my opinion. Well, honestly, before this match, I didn't really it would happen, but like it was like she would slip out of the one-on power bomb a couple of times in creative ways. They used uh, Raquel's strength well, like whoever, like the agent or Dakota or these two girls when they weave this match together, they put it together uh, really nicely, in my opinion. And I I will say this though, uh, this may be the uh, this may be one of the best matches, if not the match with EO, maybe the best match of Raquel's reign so far. Uh, and uh, it was just a smart match. I really loved what everything Dakota was doing. And honestly, I think this match could have been even better if Kai was the legit face. Because you mentioned it earlier. Early in the match, in, in moments in this match, Kai was gaining a little bit more sympathy for me as I was watching her just survive and find new ways to try to attack the bigger opponent. That's one of those things you kind of run into a lot of times when there is a size difference like that. And, you know, maybe if Raquel was more the more of the aggressor and if Dakota Kai was trying to actually do more to get sympathy as a babyface, who knows, this match could have been even better. But I, either way, I love this match, and uh, I gave it four and a quarter. I am interested, though. Uh, I was, after the match, I immediately, this is what happened, I immediately was like, what's next, then? If 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 Dakota can't do it, then left to try. And here, I, just like I told you in the last update, Triple H calling up NXT UK. <laughs> and I, I need a favor, you know what I mean? <laughs> and here we go, leaning on the UK. And I, I, I mean, I love it. I'm not, I'm not mad. I think this is perfect for Kaylee Ray. She's done everything you can do as NXT Women's Champion. So I can't wait to see what this fresh start on, on the, you know, the US NXT roster. I, I can't wait to see what that, uh, what that can turn into. But yeah, what's next for Dakota Kai? I wondered that, you know, after that loss and. Like you said, maybe it's a call-up in her future. But Kaylee Ray and Raquel Gonzalez, I'm down. I'm definitely down. Some excellent points, Fraser. I'll get there to a second. First off, the face of Gonzalez in this one. Um, I think she needs to kind of work on it a little bit because I think she was chewing something at some point, even though she's trying to be upset. Just smile. I said that is the most scariest (laughs) look on her face. It means she's going to enjoy it. Uh, Kai bumping around like Shawn Michaels versus Diesel uh, is always a sight to see. Um, and the thing about Kai, you bring it up perfectly, is that NXT fans have got memories like elephants. And so we remember Basler treating Kai disgustingly, bullying her, breaking yes. down. So even if you kind of turned Gonzalez into a kind of bully, then we had that moment of Kai finally getting it. Because I think... As we've spoken about, is any woman that deserves an NXT Championship before she gets called up, it would be Dakota Kai, because she's been the backbone uh, for the past few. Um, about the finish, I didn't mind the block, but it was when she picked her up like she was taking her to bed. She hit the power bomb. Is the, is the, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, oh, bless. And then, bang. Um, and Kaylee Ray, well, she wants the title forever underestimate all I'm going to say because I did it in XUK when I thought there's no way she's going to beat Tony Storm or Ray Ripley. She ended up holding the title for 540 days. Uh, so I'd say, 
This was a banging match, though. Uh, four on the court for me. Just think, in a couple of years' time, Gonzalez will be unstoppable. My goodness. Yeah, she, her feud, like I said, uh, we talk about Rhea Ripley, we talk about the Biancas of the world. Uh, she's right up there with the future just being the sky's the limit, the sky's the limit, especially when you think about, uh, you know, how long now that she's been doing this. And honestly, I don't, I don't know. It's always a possibility that, that, that the main roster can ruin uh, her. But people like even Rhea Ripley's booking, booking since she's been on the main roster fully, uh, I don't think they have done enough to where you don't really Rhea Ripley is not believable. Like you still hear the reactions from the crowd, you still see what she can do in the ring. They haven't messed that up yet, so I'm hopeful that you know. And even Bianca, even with all everything everyone has to say about what happened with Bianca uh, Saturday, I don't think they ruined that. I think until Saturday they were doing really really good. So. Uh, <laughs> I think it, Raquel is of that same ilk, if you see what I'm saying. I think the future is just bright. Without a doubt. Uh, predictions, it's going to be a draw. I'm just letting everybody know that. We both went <laughs> Gonzalez. It's one all. Poll-wise, Kai got 60. And up next, the NXT UK Championship. Falter versus Ilya Dragunov. And the old school music to it. I love that it just makes you think of it really. The yeah. entrances were fantastic. I saw myself orchestrating along with Ia and then singing with Volta. <laughs> I don't know about you. Oh man, they, they both. By the way, that's one thing I also love about both their entrances: the presence. You know, uh, the thing is, uh, like you said, coming in and basically getting your jam on with Dragon off, <laughs> and then then Volta's music hit, and then it's just immediately like, whoa. Uh-uh. Business just picked up, like JR used to always say. That's what Volta's music mean to me. Like, I know, okay, shit is getting real. It comes. So, yeah, I love that, especially to not, that uh, uh, at TakeOver. <laughs> so, on to the match. And Ilya Dragunov had a plan from the outset. He attacked and ground down Volta. His attack on the leg of the ring general had the champion reeling. Um, but the problem with chopping is that he will do it back. And it sounded like a fucking gunshot. And he battered the challenger with chops and boots. The two traded strikes and Dragunov clearly took the worst of it. However, as it become common of his work, the challenger only seemed to grow more dangerous with the more pain inflicted yeah, on him. Yeah. I told you about this. And Dragunov chopped and elbowed Volta with a hope that he could get him down to the mat. The slaps to the face and neck were just crazy. <laughs> then we, we nearly got a decapitation on the clothesline as well. From yeah, oh my um, yeah, yeah. Both, uh, both of them, actually, like when he jumped, it, it looked snug. And then the next clothesline, I was like, oh my goodness, is he okay? <laughs> Honestly, but Volta did not falter. <laughs> Answering back with a pair of lariats that almost sealed the win. Then Volta hit him with a chop on the back of the neck. The same chop <laughs> that sent Ear down this rabbit hole 10 months ago. And you wouldn't like it when he's angry. Dragunov hit a dragon suplex, a diving drop kick, and a sent on to finally get for the torpedo Moscow. I never thought I'd see Volta big enough. As he ran for his finisher low, Volta right. turned it into a sleeper. Dragunov flipped through and hit a low torpedo Moscow, followed by a higher one for a ridiculous near fall. <laughs> Both men exhausted. All they could do was keep fighting, but neither man would quit. The faces showed everything. Maybe Ia couldn't beat Volta. The close near fall, and he actually questioned himself, going, maybe I just can't. 
Uh, Volta hit a power bomb, then headed to the top rope for a diving splash for a truly shocking, because that's what beat Pete Dunne for the title yeah. 870 days to go. And he has somehow recovered enough to hit a springboard uppercut. And locked in a sleeper hold. Levine General broke it, but the challenger locked it in again. He battled a kneeling water with an elbow strikes repeatedly, then locked in a sleeper, forcing an emphatic tap out. Full to fucking oh taps. Um, right. <laughs> oh my god. What what I mean, what did you think of this? I mean what, before I go on, what do you think? <laughs> this is wrestling, is what I thought. Like I'm, I'm literally excited and just I went through everything you just described. I just flashed back in my head as you were describing it, and I just got excited. Like I just rewatched it. Like that's how good of a match it was. Like you don't even need to see it, even though I, I recommend everybody to go see both of them. This last one definitely, but go see anytime these two guys touch. Go see it because I believe they are made. They are match made in heaven. These are this is the type of match that you just have where the, everything just fits together. And I think if you put both of those matches that they've had, that they've had together, you just see that these two guys and the story that they've told is just meant, man. And, and like I've never seen guys that can be so athletic and physical because usually you choose a you choose out of those two or you mix it in. But like if it's gonna be a physical match, you know it's gonna be physical. It may be lacking in some other areas as a match. If it's going to be a very athletic, it may be uh, lacking in psychology. It may be lacking in physicality. In this match, it has psychology, athleticism, physicality, and it has the time to weave a fantastic story and continue, like you said, the storyline that they had going from the last match with certain spots and callbacks. Uh, and at one point, I just didn't even know how they were still going. You know, uh, it was the match was just perfect and so for so many reasons. The crowd chanting fight forever. I was a white with them. They just forever. It didn't matter. They didn't have to stop. That's how long. And it, it felt like they weren't going to stop at it's one a, point. It's a holy shit <laughs> chant into another holy shit chant. You're thinking, <laughs> but it's not. Right. Oh, my goodness. And, like, for the story of Dragunov to go from being not mentally tough enough to hang with him to just being so relentless that he drives Walter to looking the weakest. Like, come on. He tapped out Walter like that is like come on now he gave up the person who literally beat him within you know beat him out and just took everything away from Dragunov he was able to come back and make him tap out this is just one of the greatest displays I've just ever seen in my life this is just one and this is the second time I've been honored to have watched them go to war Dragunov I, I, I tweeted that his picture should be next to the word relentless he is the definition of that in this match Five star. I could watch it any day, anytime. Let me know in the future if they ever. It could be a tag team match, and they could just touch for five minutes, and I want to watch it. That's how good these two guys are together, and this was just this is perfect, man. Perfect. The definition of a perfect match. Yeah, well, I was quite lucky last year. You know, two things happened over two months. September, of course. It was the first time we did a podcast together, which is fantastic. And October that year was uh, October desire. And that both of those moments kind of reignited my love for wrestling, you know. And, and it's just incredible, like I said, to get the payoff. I mean, what a moment. I mean, first off... I'm I feel like I'm to... CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of that this past weekend. I feel like Punk. <laughs> true. I'm going to give out ice cream bars at the end of the next last live show. Um, right. but, but I'm going to speak to Aya first, even though cause I know he listens. You did it, kid. You beat the big bad, the ghost... 
is laid to rest and the show has been stolen. Like I said, the crowd went banana. Uh, and weird enough, you said it straight away. I, I put, I love wrestling. This is wrestling. And it, and it yes. truly is. It's uh, my favourite story of wrestling come to fruition. I mean, only Paige um, uh, yeah. has had that much kind of long you know, term. Maybe, yeah. um, but Volta could face Joe at the next takeover, and I'll take that. Um, you know what I mean? It's just, unbelievable. just don't job him out and roar. I mean, the state of their bodies as well. And it was all, there wasn't ladders and tables and chairs and, nope. and 630s and, you know what I mean? All these kind of moves. Right. It was just, you know, how did he end it? Sleeper. You what? Exactly. Well, it's a great match. Yeah, and he hit a power bomb and a few chops and a super. Chops, right. You know, like, it's, it's basic stuff. And you're going, incredible. Like, you know, uh, and like I said, 870 days, Volta. Um, is it the greatest reign of the modern era? I mean, for me personally, I've got to say maybe, uh, well, Oscar, CM Punk and Dunn would probably be my, my top three. But Volta would be top five, definitely probably with Kaylee Ray. Uh, but what a champion Volta was and what a champion Ia will be. I agree, though. Like, Ia is set up. Perfect. You know, uh, I think I don't know. Uh, honestly, going forward, as I put on my NXT UK, NXT UK thinking cap right now, uh, I don't really know. Like, if you think about it, think about how unbeatable Volta has been for so long. And then you get the guy who beat him, who's also, you know, not the most <laughs> emotionally stable. I would say, how about that? And you think you want to do you think anyone wants to deal with either of those guys? Like, especially dra- like dragging off now. Like, think about like I said, this is what happens. If you're going to book a champion like that long and dominant, the person who does it is going to be a made man, not only by the feet, but like if it happens and the way it happens, I don't know if you can set up a person even like, any better than this. And you pointed out those ranks. And I think only Oscar, just because of how un- just because she was undefeated. Only Oscar's reign, in my opinion, is has made someone look as unbeatable as Vox. As much as I love CM Punk's run and all of that, I don't know if I ever thought there was not a chance that Vince could take the belt off of him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. If I can think of a, you know, I don't know. Like, this was that dominant to where I was like, you know what? He can have that forever if he, if he wanted it. <laughs> he just, like, no one can ever just, he can just beat everyone and just, that, that'll that be his, you know, the story of his career is like just the guy who never lost the WWE UK title. Like, that's how dominant it, it looked. Every match was, like, great and just like, oh, my goodness, look at that. And, like, you, tr- it, they, they tried different body types, different types of wrestlers have tried to beat Walter. That run is going to be... Remember, and maybe it doesn't even get the credit it deserves right now. Maybe it takes a little time, and people will look back and be like, "You know what? That could have been some of the most dominant stuff I've ever seen." And like I said, the payoff to build a star to make someone like make Dragonoff look. I remember my very first introduction to Dragonoff. Sorry, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going. I wish I could have got to know him before these days. Now that I think about, it. but it was when he fought Finn Balor, and I was so impressed with what he did uh, in that match with him, uh, with Finn Balor. Oh, no, maybe it was Cesaro before that. It was one of those matches. But either way it goes, Dragunov impressed me then and just to see where he is now with his involvement with Walter. He is going to, he can be, he's going to be the new face of that brand. And like I said, they, the sky's the limit with a guy like Dragunov with the, not only his work rate, but with uh, the story that you can tell with that, with he always will have that switch he can go to that can either turn him heel, it can keep him babyface, the fight, 
that switch mentally, you know what I mean? I think you can weave great stories with Dragunov going forward. Without a doubt, you can line up, you know, Shah Samuels, Joe Coffey, Rampage Brown, Jim Down. You can have him, you know, take out the Zappa with it. Or, right. you know, you go, right, in in three months, we've got our next UK takeover, main event, Volta, Dragunov, free. Any situation, <laughs> take my money. Um, pre- uh, like I said, out of Oh, five, yeah, by the way, he owes Pete Dunn. Oh, um, Pete Dunn did get a win over him. Man, it'd be nice to see that too. <laughs> if it if a triple match triple match happens with those three men, my head would explode. <laughs> like right? you, you just, you just one day you'd be like, oh, and then it would just be me gone because I've just got so excited. Um, oh my goodness! But this is the thing, and people say, "Oh, professional sports entertainment." This is under the WWE banner. I know it's NXT, but the best wrestling of the entire and arguably the past two weeks happened and it was an NXT UK match as well so credit there even though no one will credit WWE or anything <laughs> at all um right yeah predictions well it's going to be a draw because uh obviously we've both went here in that match so two all at this moment in time pole wise here and then we heard from a new million dollar champion Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase as a million-dollar man put over the new champ, handed out some wads of cash. As Grimes said, the party ain't going And promised two of them were going to the moon. And then winning Regal caught up with Samoa Joe before his NXT title match tonight. <laughs> Regal said hello. They had the differences. He does want Joe to kick cross his ass. Get Loved it. That uh, was brilliant, one. Yeah, it was brilliant. Brilliantly done. And the facial. Because you can kind of see it before he even said it. That there was no way he was going to stay impartial. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Right, up next, the undisputed finale. Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Well, at LaBelle, Adam Cole and O'Reilly ran right. Cole immediately went to the steel steps, hoping to cripple. Luckily for Kyle O'Reilly, he escaped with his rival back in the centre of the ring. Cole hit a super kick when by sunrise, but O'Reilly got one up on him by rolling through and stacking him up for the surprise free. Uh, the two did not hesitate to go for weapons as the second fall began. Kendo sticks, steel chairs, and trash cans came in early. The fight moved to the ramp where Riley locks in the guillotine before throwing Cole uh, the stage into the barricade. Uh, Riley prepared to dive onto Cole, but his rival caught him through him hard onto the pair of steel steps. He hit the last shot to take the second fall of the match. Did they miss a trick not having stru- two straight falls for Kyle Riley? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, they they definitely miss a way to do a little bit less predictable because I think we all know to get to the third fall, they were going to have to split. I think it would have been a nice way uh, to, to, to establish. Maybe you may call who Imagine how Kyle may look. Just sweep him in the reverse, in the way that Adam Cole claimed he would sweep him. So I definitely think they probably missed a good opportunity to do something uh, very unexpected, but you know, I don't think they wanted uh, Adam Cole to go out on, uh, uh, or I don't think Triple H may yeah. want Adam Cole to go out that way if he's going out. When officials were uncertain, O'Reilly would recover. Cole struck and power bombed him into the announce table for the cage could fall. Cole mocked his opponent, which handed to him, but O'Reilly would not quit. Cole immediately stopped his opponent's growing momentum with a low blow. Off the top rope, Cole hit the Panama Sunrise for a near fall. And the former leader of the Undisputed Era showed his final trick when he handcuffed Kyle O'Reilly to the top rope. <laughs> Rather than using this moment to his advantage to escape, Cole taunted O'Reilly. He got stuck in with stripes with a final. O'Reilly caught Cole in a knee bar. 
What what your oh uh, the in ring work first was top notch. I think uh, I think we've pretty much established through every match that they've had. If you uh, if if you've been able been fortunate enough or however you feel to see the mat see these matches, I think their work rate and what they do with each other, man, they are they both are creative in my opinion with some of the spots they, and just the pain that they're willing to endure to tell this story. So I will say that uh, I will say first and foremost the the work was great in my opinion. Uh, but the crowd was very clear about who they wanted to win. And I know I've mentioned this in the past that uh, I think we all can uh, agree that we believe Adam Cole is the better man, but Adam Cole is better than a lot of great, a lot of wrestlers. I didn't necessarily think that just cause I don't think Kyle O'Reilly is better. And even though that's the goal of this story is to make it seem that way. Uh, I don't think, uh, you know, he necessarily deserves to get booed every time he touched Cole. I know that's, but again, I want, it made me wonder, is this massive amount for Cole because of the fans believe he's better than Kyle O'Reilly? Or is it because of just the rumors surrounding his future and not saying that they, they're sucking up to him, but you know, you love Adam Cole. You don't want him to leave. This may be his last one. So if you think this is his send off into the future, maybe you want to just show love for Adam Cole. I was wondering about that. But anyway, the storytelling in each fall also was a good touch in my opinion. Kyle selected the first fall. He out-wrestled Cole. Cole selected the street fight. He used creative, his creativity to brutalize. By the way, that chair bump uh, thrown onto the top of chairs, I, every time that happens, I just like, why? You didn't even have to do that. You didn't have to. Like, when the chairs – and, again, maybe, it's in, maybe I'm coming to the chairs defense a lot on this show now that I think about it. But it's not so much about the chairs as much as that bump just looks like a bad bump to take. I just wouldn't agree to take that. Anyway – the third fall was the last act of the story when both men was looking for the finish. And I actually thought the finish, you know, uh, with the leg lock, I, I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was cool. One on, He just leg locked somebody with one arm. I thought that was, that was pretty, you know, that was pretty nice. It was a nice touch. You, again, creativity. So, again, I, I enjoyed the match. I gave it like four and a half stars. Uh, I must say, though, that uh, the BS chance after Kyle O'Reilly won, you know, uh, you know, just again, kind of rubbed me the wrong way because again, I think he's not as good as Adam Cole. But after he worked his ass off like that, it's just hard for me to call BS on the match. And just in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you give me a different point of view. Uh, but I thought the match was impressive in ways. It was four and a half stars, maybe even five, if I wasn't so annoyed with you know <laughs> the fans, maybe. But yeah, I enjoyed the actual work that they gave uh, in this match. I thought it was a good two out of three falls match. Yeah, but the thing is with the fans, it's either like, please don't go, or you sold out, or they, they can never make the fucking money. And like right. said, it depends what talent it is. There's no way O'Reilly shot on that, because what's going to happen now, it's going to be him what you're going to keep booing. It said the, the thing missing with Riley may be a bit of personality, and the thing is, has we asked this question about Grimes and um, Knight earlier, has this feud, you know, improved both guys? Is O'Reilly in right. a better position now? Than when he was when he first started it, you <clears> could <throat> argue maybe not, and maybe even it's hurt himself right. a little bit because it wasn't like a right. definitive victory because of the no. handcuffs. It's like, oh, I caught him, but it wasn't like it was that you'd expect, especially with Cole's last match. Riley decisive victory and be like, look, right. this is kind of what's happened. Um, most of this, I think, not unneeded, but just the time spent. You knew it was 25, 30 <laughs> minutes. Um, yeah. So you just kind of wait. I'm still giving it a four. 
But the thing is, sometimes they work themselves too much. And we've seen it with Chump and Gagano sometimes. And again, it's that Triple H of like, well, uh, this has to go 30 minutes. You know, like it's something just not going to work. But again, really, really good stuff to two excellent wrestlers. That shouldn't be forgotten about. Exactly. And that's the only thing I would say. If if what was going on, you know, behind the scenes or if that was clouding anyone's judgment, I think... You should, you know, just focus on the wrestling because the wrestling was really, really good, even in this match. But I do understand that going long. But see, I maybe see, and this is probably the difference in our ratings because as soon as I hear two out of three falls, I immediately think to one of the lengthiest matches ever, and that's Triple H and Sean doing two out of three falls. <laughs> and it was good, and of course they had great moments in that. But again, you know, like you pointed out, Triple H is the thirty man, thirty minute match that's just that was his mo his entire every rain he was gonna have a 25 plus minute match so i'm not surprised that he put his guy or someone i I look at that he believes is his guy is adam cole so uh you know i'm not surprised that the match ended up going that way because honestly now that i think about it you can kind of say that maybe that's what Shawn michaels and uh triple h was trying to do with this story was trying to uh give it uh you know Two out of three, trying to give it that blood feud that they had back in the early 2000s type of vibe, even though maybe you know, these two guys are not on that same caliber. And that may be one of the biggest disconnects when it comes to this story. But I agree with you. When you asked the question that you asked earlier about Grimes, I don't, I'm not convinced either that Kyle O'Reilly actually went up in status like I believe he should have. You beat Adam Cole, either, whether it's two out of three times or whether you just beat him, you should feel elevated. And it's for some reason, I, even even with it, all of the work they did, I don't think Kyle O'Reilly is elevated over an Adam Cole, you know. Uh, but I think he will be what we have to live with if Adam Cole leaves. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because he's okay as a wrestler. But I agree. I don't I don't know what's next for him. Maybe they'll push him to a heel turn and we'll get to see exactly what he has personality-wise. But either way it goes, uh, like I said, the match was solid. But, yeah, I can see how – the things that bothered you, I can see how they bother. The, the problem is as well is like this is the undisputed finale of a right. group that you've already released one member, and Roger Strong's probably checking this fucking two weeks now. Anyway, <laughs> the, the thing True. about is that you go this match so much here. We've seen it before with, uh, with that. We didn't see Gonzalez and Kai, which again was two friends who turned on each other, very similar. And also yeah. the match O'Reilly and Cole had wasn't on the level of Ia versus Volta where you're going, that oh, no. happened 10 no months way. ago. And so I think right. that, for me, the level of excitement, we talked about this on the on update and the live show. It was the one that was the least. But the again, least. Yeah. it didn't, I wasn't watching it and it's left in it. It went by, <laughs> yeah, the action was, was fine. It's just like I said, when you add everything around it, then there's a problem. I'm still going to get like Part of me wish they left it at the first one. The first one was really, really good. And I, Part of me wished that the feud ended. And it would have worked probably better as well. Um, predictions, it's going to be a draw. Just letting everybody know it's free all at the moment. Both of us went O'Reilly. Polls, O'Reilly, 55%. And then we heard from a battered and bloodied ear dragon off, as he said, their ring general has fallen and long live the Tsar. I mean, the state of his <laughs> chest. I mean, like you said. On that just- chest, yeah. Oh my goodness! That's what I. That's immediately what caught my attention. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" That was war. That's how you know that match was. He looked like a survivor, along with the winner. He was also a survivor. 
But it, the thing is, as well, is that when I was a kid and someone really pissed me off and go like, wrestling is fake, I'd be like, especially if I had a tablet, I'd be like, look at this fucking picture. Look at him. Like, is it fake? <laughs> it's not fake. Like, you don't know what we're talking about. Like, See, that's... <laughs> that's one of the drawbacks of being a, a young wrestler. Because, like, I, I agree, I can be right there. But see, I'm different. I'd be like, no, lift your shirt up and let me chop you ten times. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now I'm the weird kid who asks another kid to lift his shirt up. <laughs> this, this is the thing, it's crazy. But um, up next, Lagana Del Fantasma sent a message to Swerve Scott saying Hit Row will find out what uh, he laughs, laughs, laughs longer. Uh, and now the main event, NXT Championship, Karen Cross versus Joe. No Scarlet for... Do you think that's hurt, Karen Cross, Raw, not having it? Oh, I definitely believe uh, it hurts on Raw. You know, NXT, uh, it, it hurts also, but I think I think we all know that his time on NXT is, is, is closing. But definitely on for some of the casuals and all of that, like we mentioned, it's a bigger audience who watch Raw. Even for Vince, I think with with Scarlett, his pre it helps cross his presentation so much. I remember those initial interests when he came into NXT and just how it felt. And he felt like a big deal. You know, Adam Cole referenced how much the company makes him look like a big deal. Well, that you took a lot of the things that make him look like a big deal away <laughs> when he goes on the main roster. The the, the beautiful woman, the the smoke and mirrors are not so really not even the same as it is even last night. I mean, not last night, even Sunday, I believe the uh, you know the smoke was even more. Uh, it was there. It's more visual visible than it usually is on the main roster on Raw. So I think for people who want first impressions, great first impressions, I would take his first impression in those first few appearances in NXT over what I've been seeing as his first impressions and for my first impressions of this character on Monday Night Raw. Because if you really compare those two, those, they are two completely different guys, even though they got the same name. If you look at the way they were at the beginning of NXT and compare it to how he's presented in the beginning of his time on Raw. Yeah, and like I said, it is a shame because Cross was an undefeatable monster. And like with Keith Lee and getting injury coming back, what he did to Finn Balor. And it's only been... Kind of, it's almost like we're not going to get Joe to have his moment. We're going to water that down as well by right. Joe, you know, what I mean? yeah. It, it seems to be. It's like you said. Look, just because I'm not, just because I'm paranoid, it doesn't mean there's people not out to get me. You know, like that's, that's <laughs> exactly. Like, that's a great. Point. It's a thing, and you think about it. But anyway, on to the main event, and for the yeah. first time, Karen Cross found himself outmatched in a technical. Samoa's opponent were impressive and holds. While the NXT champ continued to survive for the dominance he had over other opponents. Even an early running elbow not enough, Cross had to use his speed of duck the challenger, then focus on his strike and offense. He planted him with elbows and boot strikes, and Joe answered back with an atomic drop into a big boot and a running senton. The smoking submission machine locked in a coquina clutch, but the champion turned it into the cross jacket. Joe almost passed out, but fought through, taking another elbow smash to the back of the head. Cross wound up for the finish blow, but ran into Urinagi for his trouble. After an insecurity to cross on the top rope, Joe hit a muscle buster to become the new <laughs> champion. Yes, your new NXT champion. First time, free time, free time. Free time. It is time. Samoa Joe. 
Um, what were your thoughts on this? Man, it just felt so good to see some of them, some of my old favorite spots for some more Joe. I, part of me want to disqualify my critique of this match because as a, I will be one of the first things I just told you guys, uh, anyone who listened to the SummerSlam party, that I'm definitely a mark for Bo Dallas. I'm the same way for Samoa Joe. They damn sure can't do anything wrong in my eyes, but uh, I will, you know, do my best to critique it as best as I can. <laughs> Uh, being, uh, you know, it was a while since I saw Joe in the ring. So just anything when it came to the insecure in the corner, like you mentioned, the urinagi, the uh, just all of his greatest hits that I've come to know and love from uh, Samoa Joe over the years were all present in this match. Uh, and I thought Cross did a great job of being the one of spoiling Joe too at times. And uh, uh, Cross did a great job of continuing to look dominant. Of course, when he hit the uh the uh whatever he calls the shot to the back of the head i guess is just what it is and and the uh the cross jack when he do that combination together i have been programmed to believe it is over so yeah at times i definitely i thought this match would be over but again it was man when joe pulled out the muscle buster as a mark for him it was such a great thing to see because i just remember uh, one of my most frustrating things about Joe's time on the main roster uh, for the, those couple of years he was up there was, you know, the unfortunate luck he had of not being able to really use the muscle buster anymore after what happened with TJ. Or uh, if you guys don't know the story about the injury that ended TJ uh, Wilson's career, uh, Natty's husband. Uh, so uh, it just was great to see that. And I, I tried my best to be unbiased for this match. So at, from a, when it came to a critical, from a critical, I gave it like four and a, uh, four and a quarter, four and a half stars, because it wasn't on Ilya's level, uh, Ilya Dragunov and uh, Walter's level, even though it made me just as excited and happy, uh, you know, at times. So as a mark for Joe, five stars, of course. But as a critic, I'm giving it four and a half. Like I say, I will say I am a show fan. Originally, when we first started the bus back in the day, we didn't do NXT update. Joe was, and oh. <laughs> Jared used to be Joe used to be his favorite DNA. He came to us like right, listen, we started like we kept with it. So, like I said, it is fantastic to see him back, but he yeah. looked fucking knackered i mean oh yes <laughs> i mean he looked like me having to get up early for work after going to bed late the down on all fours look of going fuck me i've got to, i've got to get up but i just i don't know if i've got it in me um apart from ring that, shake yeah man ring shake they say it they heard a lot of wrestlers over the years interviews or where they just on podcasts i've heard them say it it's nothing like actually getting in there and working you know what I mean? Thing. You can get, you can be in the greatest cardio shape ever, but when you get in that ring, you do a couple bumps, blown up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Easily. Yeah. Were, you, were you surprised that it was the muscle buster that got the job done because he got pinned, whereas a clutch, he could have just passed out and then he's never yeah. submitted or pinned? Or do you think at this point they're just like, look, get the fucking toe on? I think it's a little bit of that. I honestly do. I think it's a little bit of you know, they're already in the process of changing everything I've done with this guy. <laughs> you know, they they pretty much made him look completely different than what I ever ever depicted him as. He's all you know, he's one of the most protected guys throughout his run in NXT that I can think of. So uh when you think about it that way, it's definitely probably a little bit of no, no, let it be definitive. You know, they can have they can have cross and do whatever do whatever project they have to do with him and do whatever they gotta do. You know, maybe even Triple H, I don't know. At, at, at some point, you know, after what happened with Finn Balor, Triple H probably is just like, you know, 
Send them up. Who knows? They might be back. <laughs> it's a, it's Look at Joe. Like, Look at Joe. <laughs> it's like he starts like juggling with balls and then doesn't care what balls run. He's like, they'll come back. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, always do. <laughs> unbelievable. And uh, Cross should be all right on the main roster. He gets oh, yeah. jobbed out on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, good point. Bad gear. Oh, oh man. Uh, you know what? He actually got a, gr- a very unique look. Oh, they gave him a mask and oh, they put overall looking. <laughs> it's like someone's dressed up as demolition member Smash and never watched the match. Like, I think this is what they look like. like it's just like I Fair. can't believe it. Like cross on Raw, it's like marketability. Everybody needs something selling. What he needs a big red helmet. I'll leave it at that, I suppose. Um, <laughs> prediction, final scores for all. Oh, look, it's a draw. Who would have thought? Um, <laughs> so, nice, easy question first. What was your match? <laughs> oh, man, yeah. This is what a, what a softball. <laughs> you really you really got hitting me with the hard ones. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Dragging off Volta easily. Like I said, just put it on a loop. You could just loop the video in my house and you would just walk through and be like, oh my goodness, what, what's going on? Oh, yeah, just watching Vaulting Dragon off for the 3,000th time. <laughs> the thing is, if this was on a SummerSlam card and we didn't have uh, the Edge or uh, Reigns match, I would have given the card like nine anyway. Because I'd be like, this yeah. match. This <laughs> match. Right, would have completely forgot about the the, the two minute squashes and the. <laughs> I would have been like, I don't care. I've just uh, seen yeah, twenty five minutes of pure <laughs> wrestling, and just and like I said, nothing fancy. But would Vince ever give two guys like that that platform? That's the thing I wonder. Like that's the thing that scared you. Mentioned Volta on the main roster. Don't mess him up. My worst fear is that I don't know if they even know how what like they look at a guy like Volta and probably have no clue what they want to do. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, he'll be. Oh, oh my god! Stick him against. Cedric It'll break Alexander. my heart. <laughs> like I said, maybe the best thing for Volta is stay UK and get his unless yeah. move up to NXT because, like you said, Dunn, um, Joe. It's just it's it's made yeah, if some, he wants. Definitely it. some interesting collisions, man. It's some interesting collisions. I do uh, also want to point out that NXT is supposed to be getting younger, and we just got forty-two. Yo, <laughs> yeah, but NXT UK's taken over. Like I said, I match Katie Ray. You watch out. Um, oh yeah, MVP of night. My MVP, I dragon off again. It could have yeah. been both, but it was like I said, the personal story. I was with him. I was emotionally invested as much as the Cameron Grimes. You know, I love him as well. This right. was just like if he'd have lost, I just. I, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. Um, who, was your, who was your MVP? Yeah, you know, it's definitely dragging off uh, number one. First person to come to mind. Definitely left the biggest impression, in my opinion. On, on Like, you, you can't watch that match and not tell, and tell me that, oh, man, oh, who cares? Nothing changed. I, I You know, I, I watched that match and I felt nothing. Something is wrong with you. You need to go to a hospital. <laughs> I will not. If, if I heard someone say that, I wouldn't talk to them ever again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you can sit and watch that match completely and tell me you felt or didn't like or didn't understand anything about it, me and you should not even be having conversations with each other. That's how great this match was. Uh, I Part of me want to give Joe props because I know how it is to be uh, – 
cardio ridden because I hate cardio. When I used to, I used to play American football, I was hated cardio, and I brought that all the way into my adult years. <laughs> so I want to give some more Joe some props for that for just continuing to go, but uh, dragging off easily, easily by far MVP. So finally, the rating out of oh, like I said, hey, I, I was. Even the match that I wasn't excited about, I considered giving five stars. So I think I'm gonna I, I would give it nine and a half, nine and a quarter around there. It's really close to me. Like honestly, this was some really good stuff. I enjoyed it a lot. So it's got to be in the nine-ish range, early, you know, closer, maybe ten if I wanted to, but no. Nah. Nine-ish range. If I gave it a ten, we all know. <laughs> the, the thing is, I'm trying to work out in my head. What would make it a 10? And I'd think, yeah. like, if it was held, you know, in a Brooklyn or something oh, like that, yeah. you know what I mean? With yeah, 15, Action 20, Arena, 000, yes. Uh, yes. That, that would have been incredible. Um, if the women's title had changed hands, that maybe to give it a moment yeah. more. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I would have maybe switched up, like, Cole O'Reilly. I know Wally there. But I would have probably had it on, like, an XT or special. And then stuck, like, I mean, hip. Hit Row versus Legado del Fantasma could have been a perfect. Imagine yeah. that opening the show as well. So there's a lot of possibilities. And Eo Shai, fucking not even mentioned, you know. That's fair. I just thought about that. <laughs> Women's Tag Champions yeah. and no, yeah, no, no cigar. Um, yeah. You could have the wedding of uh, Indian Dex. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say for me, for me, this takeover delivered massively. Give it yeah. a nine. Uh, probably. My favourite show of the long, long, especially Matt. I mean, that Matt, the thing, you worry about burnout. Hey, James, how can you do 377 episodes, you know, six years, <laughs> and not get bored of it? And I sit down, and I'm that little child again, watching wrestling for the very first time, and seeing two guys. The reason why it's called a canvas, they painted perfect. Um, yeah. It's a 9 out of 10, and what a fucking take. I <laughs> take a bow. Yeah. And, and what a weekend in general. Like, I, you know, I was very shocked. This is before Becky Lynch accomplished what she accomplished. But <laughs> at the time, I tweeted. <laughs> at the time when she popped up, this is what this weekend is all about. Like, this weekend is going to be remembered. Not only because of what single pump, but if you just go, you can talk about what happened Friday, and you can go right to what happened Saturday. Even if you weren't necessarily happy about everything that happened, you can't tell me. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was one of the main ones tired of the Brock Lesnar era. I was actually happy to see Brock. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. believe it. I didn't. I, I. I don't know if it was because of, I haven't seen fans. I don't know if I just whatever it was. But I agree. I'm just like you. It turned into a little ch- little kid again, jumping out of my seat. Like, oh man, I know that music. By the way, he got a banger of a theme, so I don't care. Like, it don't matter what's going on with Brock Lesnar. Heel, babyface. I'm gonna be jamming to that Jim Johnston classic. He killed that. But anyway, besides this, <laughs> back to takeover. <laughs> right, back to takeover. This, like I said, for this to be the strongest card of the weekend from start to finish, if you see what I'm saying, yeah. with genuine great moments, genuine surprises. You can't tell me you came to this weekend. I don't care what. I don't care if you thought Ilya. I don't know if you thought. I don't know if anyone thought he was going to tap him out. I don't know if anyone was going to play out the way it did to the point to where they they're, they're going on 25, close to 30 minutes and. I'm perfectly fine with them going another 30. Like, you know what? If, if the third one does happen, give me an Iron Man set, something like that. An hour, who Bret Hart style, even, you know, if you can. You know, like, that's how good that was. So, I, I don't know. I can I can just gloviate and just brag on that show all day. 
that's how good it was. But if you just think about what this weekend, what this past weekend will signify for wrestling fans and just wrestling in general in history, I, you know, right along with coming back, I'm going to always remember what Dragon Off and Walter did. And I will always remember NXT TakeOver 36. The same, you know, that just, what a great week. Well, do you know what? And I'm just going to elaborate on this. Excellent. The fact is, 2014, when CM Punk walked out and I was devastated because I was a massive Punk fan, is someone said to me, do you know, the weekend that he debuted seven years' time, you're going to be more interested and you're going to remember the match between the Russian guy and the Austrian rather than <laughs> I would have told me to fuck right off. And I think that is a beauty wrestling where it's like today and Monday, I've been thinking about that match as opposed to Punk coming back on Friday, um, which again yeah. is amazing. It just shows you the power of good professional oh man did i miss it like just say that again good professional man like <laughs> that's just you know it's not and, and i'm not gonna be one of those guys because honestly taking shots at wwe at this point is just too easy you know but it wasn't no zombies coming in in the at the end of my match it wasn't uh me trying to figure out what's going on with this guy and that like like you said straight like a simple story simple great professional wrestling and man what is it just what it's a sight to see it's a sight to um you know just and like you said i also i want to point out i don't we we talked about this one before we've never had a takeover come after the show nxt blew you know the main roster's performance out of the water easily it was certain moments that happened like edge and self rollins that's another thing from the end i probably won't forget great stuff from but from those guys but if we're talking about comparison, you can't tell me you just didn't get an entirely different from NXT than what you got from the SummerSlam or what you got from what you get at on your average. Like, NXT's just still, even now, even in the state that Vince McMahon or even in the state that the company has put it in, still putting out some of the best wrestling in the world. And I'm just honored that I get a chance to review it and watch it. Well, that, uh, like I said, it's great having you on. It's just the excitement as well because we like we said we watch all the build up we talk about it and then when it finally pays off oh man is it worth it we are the cat that, uh before we go don't forget the we are halfway there for the charity little princess trust i'm trying to raise 200 pounds i do raise the money. my hair well like i said we are half with money with everybody uh, but that is it for today don't forget we're across all social media twitter at the dubbing podcast i'm at the dubbing rjr even uh, monty where are you at? I am at Mind Monty Pod. On, click the link in my bio. I got a link tree setting you up for the many different ways you can listen to the Mind and Monty podcast. And subscribe to my you know, future channels and websites that I will be using more when I find the time. I appreciate you guys for listening. This is always fun. And uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, without a doubt. Don't forget, Monty will be back in September for NXT UK and NXT Update. But the WNO also on Facebook and Instagram, across all the Google platforms at gmail.com. And of course, YouTube, where the podcast got the same time as YouTube is do SoundCloud on your phone and also Spotify and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So that is it. The next episode of WNR is SummerSlam. And after the little chat we've had today, I cannot wait to review the show <laughs> <laughs> and like i said the next time with monty will be september nxt uk and but that is it right now i have been james rose and i was joined by the brilliant monty thanks for me and bye adios